The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should consider obtaining independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Today we're catching up with Milan Jerkovic, Executive Chairman of Blackham Resources. He trades under the code BLK, or Bravo Lima Kilo, to be sure. It last traded at one cent for a market cap of 100 million. Now, Milan is a well-known geologist with expertise in project evaluation, operations, financing, and acquisition. He's probably best known for his time with Straits Resources. He also had stints with WMC, BHP, North Pacific, Hargroves, and Triton. His CV says he has more than 30 years' experience. Now, Blackham owns the Waluna Gold Project to the east of Mekathara in WA's northern goldfields. It comes with one of the biggest gold resource bases anywhere on the ASX. 3 million ounces or so in open cup positions and another 3 million ounces or so in, in sulphide underground ore. Now I could bang on all day about Waluna's troubled recent history, but as we are well in, now well into a 24 month turnaround story at the old girl, I reckon it's best to get Milan to give us a rundown on where he, he is at with the turnaround story and what he sees as the upside. With that, I'm going to say good day to Milan and welcome him to the podcast. Hi, Milan, and thanks for your time today. Good afternoon, Barry, and uh, good to uh, talk to you again, and uh, thank you for uh, giving us the time. Now, I mentioned uh, the company was well into a 24-month turnaround story at Waluna, so could I get you to tell us uh, about the key components of the turnaround plan across both the geological and financial side of things, and more importantly, I guess, just what is the end game compared with where Waluna is at today? Thanks, Barry. So the key key components of uh, the turnaround story is to finally put the large geological resource base at Waluna into a uh, operating plan at stage one and then expand it to its full potential. Right now, there's a modest operation uh, producing around 70,000 ounces of 3 million ore. Uh, in May last year, we started a 24-month process. The first stage of that was to uh, stabilise the current operation and, and lengthen the uh, transitional cash flow that we need for the next couple of years so that we can uh, do the work required to build some new infrastructure. Uh, the first part of that was to actually clean up the balance sheet. That was to actually retire all of our debt and security, bring in some new equity, which we've just recently completed a $52 million capital raising to assist with that. And we have retired now all of the uh, monies owed to our current open-cut mining contractor uh, and mm-hmm. we are now in discussions with another party to uh, to fund uh, the next stage of, of expansion and while we are funding this stage one expansion to produce a uh, gold concentrate for the concentrate market we are going to be focusing very much on making sure that we can produce repeatable cash flow from our current operation through to that point which at this stage appears there's going to be September uh, next year, at which time we'll be we'll be commissioning the concentrator and selling concentrates, you know, producing at around 110 to 120 thousand ounces of uh, gold in concentrates. 
Right. And looking beyond stage one, uh, what does stage two entail or envisage? Thanks, Barry. The stage two envisages finishing the engineering and resource conversion work, which we're doing now. We have five rigs on site at the moment, drilling away. And the, the idea will be to, to double the size of, a, of the current proposed 750,000 tonne per annum concentrator to one and a half million tonnes and capitalise the underground mine, which currently has five existing declines, 100 kilometres of development, very shallow. It's, it's all above up 500 metres and a large resource base, as you mentioned, convert that into a higher category jork resource, a longer dated mine plan, and, and follow up the first stage with a further uh, construction of a uh, crushing milling circuit, which will be dedicated to the sulphide circuit and doubling the flotation circuit to one and a half million tonnes per annum, which will get us to around that 250,000 ounces a year production subject to the grade that comes out of the mine, which we're sort of targeting around five grams a tonne from the underground mine. And mm -hmm. that's that's all is expected to happen within the next three to five year horizon. Uh, and in the meantime, we'll also continue to work on feed for the current free milling circuit. And if that resource work is successful uh, and reserve conversion, we will, could see us potentially in the next three year horizon operating both the free milling two million tonne per annum circuit and the one half million ton sulfide circuit in parallel at Waluna producing two different products using gold gold dore and producing uh, gold concentrates for the international market all right so uh, essentially they're uh, getting the operation better matched up to its uh, geological base plus the development work that's already there obviously that all points to the potential for a, a mini multiple increase in the current market cap how do you see that being delivered uh, over time um, Given the uh, the past troubles Walloon has had, um, I guess the key this time is to uh, deliver on target, is it? That's that's right, on a number of fronts. I mean, the first one is that we need to show that the, the current operation has got a reasonable runway of cash flow that, and produce some stability over the next three quarters in that cash flow. We then need to deliver with the drill brit and turn this geological opportunity into more uh, uh, reserves by infilling our inferred materials to indicate it. Uh, and the third component of that is to execute this concentrator, stage one concentrator on time and on budget. And, and to that extent, we obviously have announced already, we're looking to, just because of the COVID-19 issues, to probably lag, while the mine development will continue, we'll probably mm -hmm. lag the construction by six months from basically commissioning for March. It was meant to be March next year. We're looking at commissioning that concentrator in September next year. So there is no doubt, Barry, that that Waluna has a large geological endowment. It's finally been consolidated into one owner, which is small. We've got a balance sheet now. I'll put a management team together now that is uh, 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 much more experienced, uh, both on the geological and operating and de development side. And, and we now need to uh, under-promise and over-deliver bring back credibility to what is actually essentially one of the greatest gold fields in Australia, the northern gold fields of the Kalgoorlie Norseman belt. Waluna is, you know, is, uh, is a very historical belt. It's produced 4 million ounces already uh, and there's 6.3 million ounces left in resource and there'll be much more to come as we start turning the drill bits uh, in the future. Right. Now, obviously, there was uh, a good deal of support in the recent capital raisings uh, for the turnaround plan. 
and uh, capitalising on the potential at Waluna. What uh, what does the share register look like now? And were there any new uh, names, parties that came in on the recent raisings? Yes, we were very pleased with the quality of and depth of some of the some of them. I can't mention because they haven't. They haven't disclosed their shareholding, but essentially the the key ones are and the, uh, are the the Delphi Group, which is Thomas Zuer's out of Germany. His group now is at thirty two percent, thirty three percent, very supportive. They've come in because they see the scale and the geological potential going into a favourable gold market. Um, and then we also brought in Franklin Templeton, which is a very large uh, fund out of, out of San Francisco. Resource specialists there in there for the long haul. Uh, we've got another hedge fund out of Toronto, which has got ten percent of the company, also, uh, which which is again money that that came in on the basis of the scale of this and the deep value, and yep. they, they wanted to see us produce multiples of value today by focusing our capital in the appropriate way to get the cash flows, stable cash flows, up to the point where we can achieve multiples of valuation today. Right? So that's mm. the plan, um, and we have we have the. Uh, we have the support from these shareholders to run as hard as we can and as fast as we can, as long as obviously we we deliver uh, you know, on promises along the way. Uh, now, I mentioned you'd uh, been around, like myself, obviously, uh, quite a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering, uh, how are you feeling about this? You're excited about the, uh, well, the challenge and the, the end prize? I'm extremely excited about the fact that we got through a very difficult time and now we can now look forward and talk about a geological opportunity that I think is is uh, mm. very significant that's still available to be developed. And, uh, you know, under the head frame opportunities that have scale is what I worked on all my life. And also for the, for the I guess, for once, uh, I'm, we're hitting this in the right time in the cycle for gold. I mean, gold being a non-debasable currency is probably going to come into its own in the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. So we're expanding and developing our growth plan, I think, uh, with the right geology in the right sovereign risk environment uh, and and also in the right macro environment for gold. Mm. Okay. Now, the transition to uh, the sulphide production is obviously key to the story, and the planning includes a uh, concentrate production strategy. Now, I understand that's common at many big mines in Australia, but probably not well understood by investors, although I see it as something that just this week St. Barbara said it would pursue it, uh, its sulphide project in PNG. Can you talk us through the pros and cons of you know, the concentrate production strategy and how the market might have changed for concentrates to the, the benefit of payability of uh, the contained gold? Sure. I mean, Waluna has produced concentrates prior to this hiatus, the recent past of free milling for 23 years and then and then turned those concentrates into gold through a biox plant, very similar to what's actually operating in Fosterville with Kirkland Lake. It's the same plant, in fact. It's the sister plant in, in Victoria and Fosterville. So that's a, that's an older route of, of converting concentrates and, uh, and, and, uh, and we have that plant on site. We don't intend to recommission that. Um, the concentrate market has, has recently, for gold concentrates, has changed a lot. The payabilities have increased to the point where we expect to get net payables of uh, around 80% of the gold in concentrates, if not more. And that's shifted by almost 20% from mm. two years ago, which has changed the the economics between putting capital on site to convert it versus selling it to the market. Mm. The other thing that we've done is aligned ourselves with a group called Polymetal, 
which is what one half million ounce producer listed on the uh, London Exchange. They are one of the largest global processors of gold using POX technology, pressure oxidation. Uh, they have one plant, they're building another one, and they're talking to us. And the reason they're taking 70% of our concentrates and have entered into a strategic alliance is to secure long-term supply into the new POX plant they're building. The reason we, we prefer that route is that it is the most environmentally sustainable route because any arsenic pyrite that you have that you put into smelters and refiners does get fumed. You have to capture those fumes in, in scrubbers, whereas with a, with a hydrometallurgical route like, like uh, the pox, it actually gets stabilised in the residue and it's not environmentally uh, uh, mm -hmm. impacted. It doesn't impact the environment at all. So from a long-term perspective, interestingly enough, the largest uh, sulphide areas like the Carlin Trend where Newmont and, and the Barrick operate in, in, in Nevada, they used pox technology. So there's McRae in New Zealand. Uh, whereas in Australia, where we've got quite a lot of gold fields, stranded deposits, and some are operating like the Big Pit and Kandana, uh, they're not using that. To, and, and it's one of the few large gold fields where there's a lot of sulphide resources where there isn't a modern pot spent to process the ores. Yeah. Does that, uh, given you're moving down that pathway, uh, is there any strategic value uh, looking beyond perhaps uh, the Waluna situation? And will there be opportunities that you develop uh, some real expertise that you might be able to uh, parlay it out to some stranded deposits? Yeah, so interesting enough, in our region, even with our 3 million plant, we have 10 or 20 stranded deposits. Some are quite yeah. sizable that are talking to us about process because they're not big enough on their own right to develop process plant. So yep. there's discussion on that basis for some regional consolidation and adding that all into our free milling plant. On the sulphide side, we definitely think so, but obviously we need to, first of all, answer the question about the scale and volume of what we can produce for Waluna, which is the largest of the known deposits other than the big pit in Kalgoorlie, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so we, we, we will do that first, but in the meantime, our arrangement with Polymetal is that they would want us to try and assist and provide via our strategic alliance, further review opportunities in, in, West, in the gold fields to continue to increase the volume of feed into, into that, into that uh, arrangement. Yeah. And just to finish up on the concentrate strategy, the, that 20% lift you uh, referred to in payabilities, is that a function of the gold price increase or is there something going on in a broader sense? The gold price uh, for concentrate sales uh, gives you a bit of a nick. There's normally a floor price below which you get a little bit less. Above a certain price, you don't get that much more. So there's a little bit of it. The main reason, Barry, from my reading of it, and, and I have been in the concentrate markets in copper and elsewhere for years uh, prior to this, uh, it appears that the demand by smelters, uh, copper smelters, zinc, lead smelters, for Precious metals uh, input, which is actually a much much smaller volume in their feed, but a much higher margin to improve their pay their their economics has mm. become very competitive. So all the smelters out there uh, are trying to source an amount of gold, which is low volume but enhances their economics to put in with their feed into their into their smelters, and mm. that appears to be why that's happened. Um, and because the payability, the, the, the TCRCs have been very challenging for smelters and refiners over the last uh, five years. Right. Okay. Now, obviously, there's the, the big existing uh, 
resource base and um, you talk about the under the head frame uh, exploration strategy. But I was just wondering, uh, perhaps a bit further out, is there a, what do you see as the exploration upside with, as you know potential second leg to the value story? Right. Yeah. So that's that's quite interesting because if you look at this package of ground, which is in, again in a small company at this stage, it's the first time in a hundred years that really the whole northern Walloona goldfields is sitting in one package. In that package, there's already a known four mine camp geological systems with mm. varying varying level of understanding. So Walloona itself, where we've got this uh, three million ounces of underground, that you know that resource uh, is only really drilled to five hundred meters. If you look at Jundee, which is 60 k's away, which is a similar geological setting, although they're three million, uh, I mean they're mining well below a thousand meters, uh, and and Walia is in, in the Albany sort of uh, plain. It's one and a half kilometers in, in the plain. So these systems continue for a while. So if you look at the immediate opportunity below the main Waluna system, which is four, three and a half kilometers long, mm-hmm. uh, there's there's multi-million ounce potential just under our nose there which will get drilled as we get reaccess the underground mine and start uh, looking at geological ways to expand our knowledge down deeper. The other geological systems or mine camps, we have three others. One is a Waluna lookalike, which is being drilled, not mined. It's only 10 k's away, 270,000 ounces of resource there. That's got geological scale that's as big as Waluna. It's only 10 kilometers away. It had no modern exploration and drilling. It's got a bit of cover. And because of that cover, it's missed. It's been missed by any recent drilling and uh, exploration. To the south of that, 20 k's away, we're mining our feed for the next 12 months. Comes from a Monza granite system, which is very similar to the Thunderbox Gold Road Gloria uh, project. Uh, that's totally different geology, very large scale. We have two two kilometer long structures. We're mining one that's about a kilometer long. We've only drilled it down to about 150 meters. That has significant scale once we fully uh, drill out that system mm-hmm. uh, and and where we'll be targeting at least another two or three million ounces down there over the next five years as we drill that out uh, and we're, we've had some recent success which and we'll continue you know as I say, we're drilling now we'll start producing some of these results demonstrate the scale and the potential of that and that's a three million uh, system and the other one is called Matilda across the road 20 k's away as well from Maluna we mined there recently some of the free milling uh, uh, material. Most of it is free milling. It's called, and that that again uh, has uh, quite. We only mined it down to 150, 20, 200 meters. Hasn't been drilled much beyond that. And it, there's two kilometers of strike length on that that will eventually get looked at, and a number of shoots that will be followed at depth. Beyond beyond those four known mine camps, there's a whole bunch of regional granite contacts and, and structural targets that we will define a bit better in the next few months and put out there as our sort of regional strategy to find something completely new because the package of ground is quite significant where in fact uh, i think i mentioned this the other day to somebody if you look at if you took the 1600 kilometers put it over leonora or say around kalgoorlie and yeah. and 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 if you if you applied the number of operators that each one of these mine camps would have another operator operating yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm, okay. okay. So it's a different world for us, really. It's quite quite a large scale, and we're going to have to apply. As we, it's not a question of opportunity; it's a question of how we maintain this in house and deliver the results for shareholders without over stretching ourselves in too many directions. Mm. I, I guess reflecting that the scale of that opportunity, I, I see the 
you're planning a name change to uh, Baluna Mining Corp up for a shareholders vote early uh, next month. Uh, just talk us through that. It's uh, just reflecting uh, what I guess is the well, the new Waluna. Yeah, it's going to be a relaunch of Waluna, total new branding. We're also going to crunch the stock back to you know about 100 million shares from the current you know close to 10 billion, and mm-hmm. and relaunch the company. The reason we've gone to Waluna, and a lot of people recommended that I didn't, is Waluna is a very very has a very rich history and heritage. It's yeah. got a historical context in WA, and it's a name that should be celebrated. It's had some bad press in the last five years, in the last couple of owners, uh, and I don't believe it's deserved. Uh, I, I think Waluna, like Kalgoorlie, should have a similar profile in the gold mining space. I want to bring it back and, 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 and re, you know, this is about reawakening a gentle giant that's sitting in the northern gold fields of WA. Hmm. Ah, exciting stuff. Okay, just finally, just to wrap it up, uh, if you could just bring it back a bit and what, uh, in terms of immediate or near-term news flow, should investors be looking out for? Right. So right now, you'll get another continuous update every you know every month, uh, month and a half on on the drilling results, which right. are two phase. Some of it is sort of exploration, extensional stuff, and the rest is resource reserve development into this immediate strategy going forward over the next three years. Uh, beyond that, it's really how well we performed this quarter to show that we had a pretty poor quarter last year, the last quarter, because we were stripping a lot of waste to get to the ore. We've got to that ore now. We're going to show a turnaround in operating uh, production and, 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 and uh, maintaining that margin. Uh, we are also in the process of trying to finalise some debt finance from a clean balance sheet to assist with, with the cash we've, we've raised and the cash flow we're getting from operations. And there'll be some news about that in the next uh, few weeks as well. Right. Okay. So there we have it. The uh, the story from uh, Blackham Resources, soon to be known as Waluna Mining Corp. So thanks for your time today, Milan, and best of luck. Thanks, Barry. Thanks for your time.